now. Yeah! It's, uh, hey! Welcome to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! You guys just showed up! The pre-sale tickets, they're so great! We can move the chairs. The chairs are all movable in any way that make you feel comfortable. Yes! Your comfortability is our situation. Yeah! I am a baked potato. <laughs> I am dressed today as a baked potato. It is my one, it is my one rainproof, I have one rainproof piece of rainproofness, and it is this, and I am a baked potato. I've also, uh, I'm also was an extra in E.T., if you guys remember that movie. I uh, fucked with that little alien, fuck that little alien, right? No, I love, I love little aliens. Yeah, what do you guys think about Trump? He hates little aliens, right? Oh, children from other countries, fuck them. Just kidding. We're not going to get political tonight this quick. Ah, oh, did I get political so quickly on Pimpdass' Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio? I did. Accidentally, all language is political, right? What do I call myself? I'm a female. I'm a person. You know, we're all humans. You know, we are all people. And I know it's not spelled that way, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's actually spelled with an I. I am a feminist. Yay, I feel. I had, I had, oh, I started my period. It was so, it was so painful. It's like, oh. And I was like, oh, what is happening? Is the entire Supreme Court still inside my uterus? Oh, oh. It was so bloody, I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. But nay, nay, nope, not, nope, still, still inside my uterus with their big benches and voluminous robes. <laughs> Making choices for me. Ah, 44-year-old woman, how dare I know how to make choices for myself. Ah! Like, really, I love drinking. Anyone else in here? Anyone else? For Yay! I'm a 44-year-old woman who likes drinking. I think it's responsible that I haven't had a child. Because if the United States makes me have a child, wow, I'm gonna need to spend some money on some new tools. Uh, to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> you see, I'm gonna be in the bar. We put the baby with a sleeping bag in the trunk. It can breathe, it's fine. I'm a nanny, so like I can't afford to pay another nanny to hang out with my child while I'm drinking, right? <laughs> like, who pays you? That's the craziest thing about the United States. Let's not get too political, but you can't have, um, there's no, there's nothing if you're a mom. There's no social security. You could have a child and you're a mom and that's your full-time job and you could do that for 30 years and then he can divorce you for a cuter, better looking girl and you have nothing because you, I'm sorry, that was too real. That was too, that was too scary for everyone to be like, ah! But so don't make me have a kid because then I'm gonna be, you know, at some dumb first graders like 
parent-teacher conference, and the teacher is going to say, ah, um, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. Like, where did we miss? Where did we miss the memo that I'm never gonna stop drinking? And then it finally turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, wow, I can take you to Burning Man. This is gonna be amazing. I can finally get to know you. We can really understand each other at like a really amazing level. And it turns 15 and it starts doing cocaine and it teaches me the cutest, most amazing thing, right? If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> From the mouths of babes, genius! And at 17, like wow, at 17 it, it, it finally dies, you know? Um, from an overdose, it was like a, uh, it was a cocaine and heroin to the vein. What do they call that? A lot of people have died from that. What's it called? Speedball. Yes, yeah, speedball. Yes. Yeah, this is this is seventeen-year late-term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. Right? It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Like I wasn't. I couldn't afford that. I've been on Medi-Cal. It was your choice, America. Cool. Abortions are good, everyone. That's, yay, welcome to the show. That's good. Everyone else is like, wow. That was a deep feminist. It was a deep feminist joke. It was hard, hard and deep. <laughs> knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. I think, I don't know, I don't. I can't, I actually can read. I'm a witch. <laughs> That's what happens now. Girls that can read, they're witches. It's, it's good. There's a really great show tonight, and it is all about making money for Mutiny Radio, so I need to get the fuck off stage to get these comics who paid for their motherfucking time because it, Mutiny Radio must mean something to them, which makes me feel so good about Mutiny Radio because it's... Whew, your first coming, oh, well, before we even get to that, this is Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Yeah! Woo! It happens every Friday from 8 to 10. And before we start the show, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Hi. Hi. It's so good to have you all here. Yay! Uh, and before we start the show, I usually sing a song. And if you'll figure it out how it goes along, you'll love it. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse Comedy. Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I cough a lot less now that I use a vaporizer. You know what I mean? M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Tonight is a very special clubhouse because we have comedians who have all agreed to pay a dollar a minute because they appreciate this space so much and it's so hard to keep it alive because rent is so crazy and we're in the mission. You guys probably rent here in the mission. You know what the fuck is up. Like, right? I mean, I, I live in the Tenderloin and I've lived there for years, so it's cheap, but whew, I mean, I heard, I heard that like a one bedroom is like $3,500 a month. That's real. People really pay that. I can't even. That I heard that's cheap. That's that's crazy. Hi, Luke Newman. It's nice to see you. 
I'm just, I'm so scared about the way the world is going. Like, capitalist, I'm sorry. I know. You can't even Instagram it because it's too bright. This is funny. A guy on the bus today said to me as I, and you know, I don't always engage everyone on the bus and I didn't with this particular person, but I'm facing the door and he says, I wish your soul was as shiny as that jacket. And I wanted to turn around so hard. Like, I was like, oh, I want to say all these things. I've been trained as a stand-up comedian. I know what to say to this guy. But I was like, you have manners and don't do it in a public space. And this is not good. You don't want to start a fight with this guy. And this is going to be crazy. But he, (laughs) right? Like, what do you do in those situations on the bus where you're like, I want to say something so hard. But if I do, it's going to make it a problem for everyone. And I want to do it. I didn't say anything. Like, what is, what is my onus as a person to, like, to call him out and be like, fuck you, motherfucker, my soul. You talk about my soul. I don't know. I don't believe in his soul. Underneath that, I got a Lucifer jacket. Like, fuck this shit. I actually have a Lucifer jacket underneath this jacket, but I didn't even want to. It's so hard. San Francisco is hard. But thanks for coming to Mutiny Radio, because it's easy. You're all here. We're going to laugh. Yay! I'm so excited. You guys are in for a fucking treat tonight. Your first comedian of the night. She's one of my favorite comedians in San Francisco, and the concept that she was willing to actually pay for stage time is mind-blowing to me, because she's been doing this for way longer than I have, and she is so funny. You're going to love her so much. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Hello. Thank you. This goes over here. This is what it looks like when your self-esteem hangs by a thread. (laughs) Even so, I have what it takes to get up in front of a bunch of strangers and talk about my wretched life. I don't see you fuckers up here. (laughs) It takes guts to do this. Not to mention an awkward childhood, (laughs) followed by years of expensive therapy. And this is key, an overwhelming need to be laughed at. Thank you. (laughs) That's why I became a teacher. Yeah, I thought I could change my life. Instead of one dead-end job after another, I'd get a career. Everyone said, you could be a teacher, Lauren. You should be a teacher. So I got my teaching credential. But no, you botched that, didn't you? You got a bunch of middle school misfits running your self-worth into the ground. You had a meltdown in front of the principal. You tried to poison your seventh grade class. (coughs) Not that they didn't deserve it. (coughs) Excuse me. But Ms. Crow, yesterday you said the numerator was on the bottom. Today it's on top. Which is it? Ms. Crow, Ms. Crow. You don't really know, do you? I still don't know. But like I said, I don't see you fuckers up here sharing. BTW, that last one was a fraction joke for all you English majors. Okay, it's going well. I was singing this song on my way here tonight. Perhaps you know it. I like to count things in my head, cause I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. 
You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I'd like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Thank you. I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose chains under the seats in the school bus. Ooh. Like rainbows and clouds, or compassion from an NRA lobbyist. <laughs> the other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Wasn't even looking for it. There it was. I was looking for oblivion. Couldn't find any of that. But courage, bravado, false hope, fake confidence, that shit is just a wash in whiskey. <laughs> I also found mediocrity at the post office. You think you'd have to go to the DMV for that? Nope. And today, right behind the Frosted Flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. Must have been there a while, because it was looking a little worn out. It was going, there, okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. What is it about being tucked in? You know how babies are swaddled? And little kids get tucked in for the night? Well, I'm a grown-ass woman in her fucking 60s, and I tucked myself into bed last night. Why? Because I'm just rocking this sophisticated senior shit, that's why. Thank you. And let me tell you, it was like being back in my mother's womb. All safe and warm, a tad claustrophobic and no Wi-Fi, but rent-free. And all the amenities of a fine Motel 6. Hey, Ma, turn up the volume. I'm digging this Coltrane. <laughs> Everyone should have little tucked-in breaks throughout the day, don't you think? And time permitting, we could nap afterwards. Time for my 2 o'clock tuck? See you bitches in an hour. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to take it to HR. All right, maybe not. Faces are amazing. Everyone different. Everyone full of character. People say... She has a kind face. He's distinguished looking. She looks just like her cat. <laughs> but what if we could see each other's hearts? Not the whole bloody visceral thing, no, that's gross, but the, the spirit and soul of each person. Because there's no deception there. You can't hide an evil soul. Why, Margaret, you're absolutely glowing this afternoon. I can see right through to your shallow, vindictive nature. To which Margaret replies, yes, Lauren, and I can see your fragile hold on reality is starting to lose its grip. <laughs> People would know the real you immediately. Can you imagine such honesty in the world? You are saying, yes, you absolutely would go out with me, but that heart of yours is twisting itself into a knot. I don't know. Then just maybe we wouldn't have things like President Donald Trump. That's not a heart, that's a dried up prune. <laughs> Well, I'm not voting for him. See how easy it would have been? We wouldn't be in this mess we're in now. All right, I gotta go. My name is Lauren Kraut. Thanks for coming out to um, support Muni Radio. Lauren Kraut. Loving prunes. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with them. Yeah. I like pooping. 
<laughs> I wish I could poop out this administration. You know what I'm saying? Like, get it out. <laughs> get it out. <laughs> it, I mean, all our administration needs is a couple, like maybe five IPAs in a night. You know what I'm talking about? They'll poop it out in the morning. It'll be fine. No one else drinks IPAs, just me. Cool. <laughs> I pooies is what I like to call them now. Such a strange smell in the morning. Makes me feel alive. You know, like I am an alcoholic. Yeah. Feels good. Oh, am I still alive? It's so good. Your next comedian. What a what a gem he is. What he is new to the comedy scene and so supportive and so lovely and so amazing. He has the most luscious hair I've seen from a comedian, I don't know, ever. <laughs> You're going to love it. Ooh, put your hands together for Sean and Kenny. Yay! <laughs> What's going on, everyone? I'm Shane Kenny. She got my name right. That's how you can tell we're friends. Um, Pam is dressed how Back to the Future thought we'd be dressing by now. For those of you who don't know, Mutiny Radio is like the Boys and Girls Club, but for at-risk comedians. So thank you all for coming out here and supporting. Um, I know what you're thinking. The band didn't work out, and now he's telling jokes. Pretty accurate. I do a lot of things, though. Poetry, music, drugs. I like to consider myself an open person. So um, last year I got my nose reconstructed. Uh, the pain was not fun. But they gave me Vicodin, an opioid. And that was a lot of fun. The problem is America's in the middle of an opioid crisis and I had to get that prescription refilled. Do you know how hard it is to convince the pharmacist you're not a junkie? when you look like a grunge singer. Pretty fucking hard. The fact that I went into the pharmacy stoned wearing a flannel did not help my cause at all. Because I was like the exact person she's not supposed to give opioids to. And I did not blame her. So um, I do have a part-time job though. I uh, drive around in a van with my dog solving mysteries. It's a very spooky line of work. October's a busy month for us. Any dog lovers in the audience? You're going to hate this next one. You ever see a pug or a chihuahua and think, we turned wolves into that? Like, talk about animal abuse. Wolves are one of nature's fiercest predators, and we turn them into this small, scared ball of fur people carry around in case they get sad. That's like turning a UFC fighter into a midget with PTSD. Like, that is animal abuse if I have ever seen it. Um, so, a little bit about me. I'm an insecure white person, and uh, that's the worst kind of white person. Between cops and school shooters, insecure white people do not have a very humane track record. Even I look in the mirror sometimes like, shit, I don't trust you. You might gentrify a neighborhood or ruin a genre of music at best. So uh, speaking of bombing, I'm not too worried about bombing, mostly because I'm white whether I bomb or kill, either way it's getting blamed on my poor mental health, so. So specifically though, I'm Irish. That's why I have so many freckles, or as I like to call them, 
cancer in training? Yeah. I'm sure one of them's gonna go pro and do me in. So um, a lot of my friends don't perform and they'll ask me, hey, what's it like being on stage? And I'll tell them, imagine if every set of eyes in the audience were a gun and every time they're silent, they are shooting you with their eyes. <laughs> like you're all Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Connor and I'm the T-1000 that just won't die. Bing, bing, dogs, bing, bing. The band didn't work out. Each bullet slowly revealing my red eyes and hollow smile, but I'm still going. And even after you destroy me, there's always more. There's always more comedians. We don't always kill, but there's always more. So um, I have vegan friends that will judge me for eating meat because it's unhealthy. Then those same friends will go and do cocaine <laughs> because apparently cocaine's vegan. <laughs> Funny how they use the whole it comes from plants thing to justify everything. <laughs> Anyone here California broke? For those of you who don't know, California broke is where you're broke by California standards, but you're middle class in Missouri. <laughs> like, I want to move to Kentucky for a few years. <laughs> Just so I know what financial security feels like. I feel like that's why people talk shit on the rich. Because they have things we want. You know, money, power, quality cocaine. Things we've tasted but never indulged in. We talk a lot of shit on the rich. But seriously, what have they done wrong? Aside from gentrifying neighborhoods, crashing in the economy, and starting most wars, what have the rich done wrong? I think the rich are about as innocent as O.J. Simpson. Like, they get away with shit, but deep down we're all like, they did it. It's their fault. They did it, but we kind of just accept that. So, um, speaking of rich people, any Kardashian fans here? Three people can go fuck themselves. Um, so, I want to talk to you all about Jesus on a lighter note. Specifically his mother, Mary because Mary was the original Kardashian. She took something that most people would be embarrassed by and turned it into a billion dollar idea. Like, Kim had a sex tape, but Mary was 16 and pregnant. Kim said she doesn't know how the sex tape got out. Mary was claiming to be a virgin. Kim got a reality show for her lie. Mary got a religion! Either Mary had some next-level lying game, or people were as gullible then as they are now. Man, a lot more Christians in the audience, <laughs> and you think you know a room. Like, yeah, you could call Mary and Kim sluts, or marketing masterminds, because they both turned a minor affair into millions of dollars. You can't teach that kind of skill in business school. There's no classes on how to best release a sex tape or on how to convince half the planet a ghost got you pregnant with God's jizz. Yeah. That is marketing skills you cannot teach. So uh, on a lighter note, all joking aside, I study climate change. Like dead serious, I study climate change so comedy isn't the most depressing thing I'm pursuing but a close number two. <laughs> So it's crazy these hurricanes we've been having keep getting bigger and bigger because of climate change. And my colleague was like, 
Isn't it crazy that all those hurricanes keep hitting the south? And I was like, no, it's not. Because the majority of the people that live in those states are climate change deniers who fear God. Which means one of two things. Either climate change is real and they're in denial, or God is real and trying to drown them. And none of those rednecks wanted to acknowledge that it was climate change or an act of God that sank their trailer park repeatedly. All right, guys, I'm Shane Kenny. That's my time. Thank you so much for coming out here. Thank you so much for supporting this spot. Sean and Kenny. I mean, you spelled S E A N A. If you're going to follow him on Facebook, it's S E A N A N. Kenny. It's difficult because you have a weird name, but I like that you're keeping it. No, I mean, right? Okay, so that, the gift tonight, I can't pay comics with money, but I pay them with weed food because I'm a weird. It's San Francisco. What I'm paying them with tonight are hot chocolates so it's you put it you could eat it straight if you wanted to but i wouldn't recommend it but you put it into hot milk and it becomes hot chocolate with weed and it melts in it melts in you can also put it in coffee melt it in and add a little bit of cream to make it better and then yes because i'm trying to figure out the future of pot with food and shit i know how to make pot cotton candy like I can't wait to go to Burning Man in 3030 and they're like, oh yeah, it's Pam's pot cotton candy. Like she figured that out. Okay. I, I can't afford, and I won't be able to afford to go to Burning Man until 3030 because, oh my God, if I had $1,500, I'd go to Spain. <laughs> like, or anywhere else. Why would I go to the desert for $1,500 where, oh my God, the first two days you're like, where do I poop? Ah, uh, what? What? It's crazy. And everyone's like, "You are you working hard enough?" And you're like, "No, I'm on vacation." It's like it's not a vacation. If you're gonna have, if you have fifteen hundred dollars, don't go to Burning Man. Go to Athens, Greece. <laughs> go anywhere. Go anywhere you want. Just don't. don't. You want to go to the desert? Go to go to fucking what's a nice place to camp like Yosemite. <laughs> I, but I did go for three years, so I'm not like, I did go in 2002, 2003, 2007. So I'm saying I've been there, a lot of great art, but really, mm, was it that much art? Mm, okay. Your next comedian, I, I, I had him on the thing. I'm a, I'm a terrible host. There's a list in there. Someone, please, quickly, Luke Newman, bring the list out to me. Luke Newman, bring the list out. I forgot the next comedian. I know the one after the next comedian, but I... Yes, he's... Oh, he has a thing called Jason... Jacob Blazer question mark comedy. That's why I couldn't remember. Because he's like... He question marks himself. You can follow him online at Jacob Blazer comedy question mark. <laughs> You're gonna love him right now. Put your hands together for Jacob Blazer, yay! My donation there. Thanks a lot, Pam. That was an excellent intro. Yeah. So yeah, I like his uh, interesting theory on God and Mary. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of interesting. If 
you look at it, Joseph was cuckold by God. Seriously. And God got a little Cosby, if you ask me, man, sliding in there when she's sleeping or something, you know. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, uh, so, hey, you know, I get around doing this comedy thing. Uh, I find my, I'm in the Tenderloin a lot. I don't know if you guys spend any time there, but the, uh, um, the homeless people are very aggressive when they're panhandling. Very aggressive. It's like a gauntlet of homeless panhandlers. Like, w when I show up, it's as soon as I step on the sidewalk, like, can he change? Can he change? Even if I did, and I gave that guy my change, 25 feet down the road, the next guy is going to be like, got any change? Got any change? And Do you not hear? And apparently, he's you know arguing with his imaginary antagonist. He didn't hear what I said. But, um, you know, I kind of devised a three-tiered plan on how to, to stop them from panhandling. It's working pretty good. So first thing, as soon as I get there, I, I find the first homeless person I find. I'm like, got any change? Got any change? Got a cigarette, man? Got any change? Got any change? You know? Hopefully, that'll stave them off. But if they keep asking me, you know, I'm like, oh, drop trying to take a shit right on the sidewalk. Got any change? Got any change, man? Got any change? Try and blend in a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You know, we've all been like that in the tenderloin, you know? But, uh, you know, and if they keep asking me, I find a well-lit storefront, and I masturbate to completion. Got any change? You know, try and make on eye contact, you know, and then they stop asking for change. It works. I don't know if they think I'm one of them or I'm just fucking crazy, but it works either way. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I like masturbation, you know, pretty good at it. Been doing it in a while. Um, but it's change, you know. I mean, we all have like porno devices in our pockets these days, you know what I mean? It's easy. Back in my day, uh, um, <laughs> he's got a flip phone. Nice, look at analog man. All right, yeah, but see, my, when I was younger, I used to masturbate to my mom's catalogs, you know? Like something came in the mail, like Sears. You'd flip through and I'd find a hot girl, you know what I mean? And that'd be my go-to, you know? I, one time I, there was a girl in a blue dress, man. I used to masturbate to that blue dress all the time, you know? My own special thing. And then one day I come home from school and my mom's wearing the blue dress. Yeah. Whew, man, it was, you know, me and my therapist are discussing why I continued <laughs> to masturbate to that blue outfit. Yeah. A little scarred, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that would explain, you know, what comes to my dating life, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking for, like, a Kim Kardashian clone, you know. I don't want a duck-lipped Instagram model. I want a real woman. I want a type of woman who'll pull mean Dutch oven, you know what I'm saying? You know, good old cuffing stuff. That's what I'm looking for, you know? Want to chew on toenails. <laughs> really get in there, you know? I want a woman that shits with the door open. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, she's smoking a cigarette, you know? Let's get real about this, you know? Because there's certain honesty there, you know? She's not hiding shit. I mean, literally, you know? But, uh... Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I find I'm getting older, you know. Uh, getting older. I was watching this Victoria's Secret commercial. Teenage girls jumping on the bed in lingerie. Okay, I don't know if you've seen this commercial. Pillow fight feathers everywhere. I'm watching this commercial. My first thought is, what a fucking mess. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm getting older, you know. It's like a shitty sleepover. I'm like, ladies, you're cleaning this up and it's lights out. Don't make me call your parents. You know, it's like... 
Jeez. Yeah, I'm getting older. Uh, I got two teenage kids. Yeah. I have advice if you have teenagers. Don't. <laughs> Straight up. It may be too late for plan B, but they're still C through Z. I'm just saying. We'll mull it over. Teenagers are mean, you know? Like, my kids, they got this new thing. They like to make fun of me and the way I look, you know? I, I know I got a lot to work with, but, you know, it started out kind of mild. My son's like, Dad, you look like a hipster supervillain. I'm like, okay, that's funny, you know? And then I took a dark turn. He's like, nah, you look like Edward Norton from American History X after chemo. I'm like, that's fucked up, you know? They're mean. Teenagers are mean, you know? And then my daughter, she's super clever. She's like, no, dad, you look like Walter White from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. If he actually died of cancer. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, you guys look like you're about to be homeless teenagers. Come on, you know? It's like being in high school all over again. Like my self-esteem is at all time low right now, you know? Teenagers, I tell you. So yeah, I'm getting older. I, I went to the doctor. Burn a little bit when I pee, you know? So uh, I get in there, I'm in the waiting room, and I'm reading a magazine for the first time in forever. And I come across this article that says, scientists have discovered this scent molecule. Uh, and with it, they can identify a rapist with 90% accuracy. So ladies, uh, this scent is called Axe Body Spray. So uh, if you smell it, it's probably a rapist, you know? I don't know if that statistic's true 90%, but it feels true, you know what I mean? It feels true. Maybe it's just me. But yeah, I get in there to see the doctor. I tell him, yeah, it burns with a pee, you know. So he's poking around down there. He's like, yeah, you got a low-grade UTI. He's like, take a warm bath, drink lots of cranberry juice, listen to some R. Kelly. It's like, it'll work itself out, you know. Been doing that all day. So yeah, uh, I knew it was an STD because it's been a long time since I've had sex, let me tell you. I have two teenagers, so I'll tell you anything. Um, so I, he's like, yeah, you're a virgin again. I'm like, sweet, full circle, yeah. So ladies, my hymen is back and intact. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, you know. But it's hard to date when you get older, let me tell you. Like, I, I try and go out there, get out there. You know, I met a girl at the gym, great shape, you know. We go out to dinner, uh, we, we get the appetizer. She orders a 16-ounce steak. We get the chocolate malt dessert, you know. She's putting it away, eating off of my plate. I'm like, how do you put away all these calories and look this good? She's like, I saved up all week. It was my cheat day. So I'm like, she's been, yeah, she was looking forward to this, you know. So we got drinking, dancing back at my place for a little horizontal happiness, you know. And about 5 a.m. starts getting dressed. I'm like, where are you going? So I have to pick up my husband. <laughs> I'm like, you're fucking married? She's like, I was good all year. Today's my cheat day. <laughs> so I'm not seeing her anymore next year what yeah but no truth be told though i did meet a nice girl the other day uh totally down to earth kind of hippie chick it was pretty cool she told me she appreciates the little things in life you know so no the sex is going to be great looking forward to that yeah <laughs> yeah you know so uh basically i sit at home a lot and i watch a lot of netflix you know uh, lately, I've been into those crime scene shows. I've been doing the CSI in Miami, New Orleans, all that. And I'm thinking, you're never going to see a CSI Alabama. Because there's no dental records. <laughs> and all the DNA matches. So, makes it a tough case to crack, is what I'm trying to say, you know? Um, but I digress. What are they? Oh, yeah, so I find I have a lot of contradictions in my life these days. 
Um, for instance, I'm not a big fan of people. So <laughs> naturally, I'm in customer service, you know, That's how I do things. And I quit drinking a while back, you know, trying to get healthy. And I'm a bartender. I'm a bartender, so white knuckle. Yeah, you're the reason I quit. People like you. But, uh, yeah, also, uh, my daughter talked me into going vegan a while back. And I work at a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I get to s deliver sliced animal flesh smothered in diabetes. Yeah. So the worst part about it is it smells so fucking good. Like, people ask me as a vegan, you're like, how do you eat that kale, that quinoa, that tofu? I'm like, because I'm fucking starving. That's why. I'll fucking eat anything. Like, everything has eggs and butter, and man, it's terrible. Oh, man. And nobody tells you this when you go vegan. Uh, I'm cold all the fucking time. I'm wearing a winter coat indoors. Cold all the time. So, I'm going to go ahead and leave you this story about my ex-girlfriend. She's mean. <laughs> She cheated on me, you know, with a ventriloquist. Fuck, <laughs> this business I'm in, let me tell you. Yeah, um, it was pretty rough. I caught them in bed together, and uh, I'll tell you, my 30-plus years of watching porn did not prepare me for that threesome. <sighs> All asses and elbows, let me tell you. Uh, looking back, there, been, there were some red flags. Uh, she'd been talking under her breath for a while. There it is. And and uh, during sex, she kept trying to stick her hand up my ass, so. Uh, she wanted to work it out. I told her, no, I'm no fucking dummy. Yeah, yeah. So when it, when it comes to a woman, 45 years old, and what I'm really looking for at the end of the day is that one special woman on her cheat day. Thanks a lot, guys. My name is Jacob Blazer. Give it up for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you guys didn't expect this shit. Who am I? You don't know. I'm just here. But I'm going to introduce the next comedian. I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to try and be funny real quick. Do you guys mind? Wait a minute. Um, no, so you ever went to go? Ever go to a fancy restaurant? Well, I'm gonna look for the list. You guys ever been to a fancy restaurant? No, nobody. Went to a fancy restaurant the other day, ordered a martini. <laughs> and I don't know the lingo, you know, and they were like, would you like that served up? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Serve it up. Serve that shit up. Was you some kind of fucking wise guy? Would you like it served up? Yeah. And no, he was like, he was like, I meant like as opposed to like, would you like it served up or with a twist? I was like, oh yeah, give me a twist. 
M. Night Shyamalan my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the best drink order I've ever been a part of. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But don't put no fucking Molly in my drink. <laughs> That's too much of a twist. That's a fucking, that's a twist right there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. The more pressing question, the more pressing question is where did I put <laughs> this shit in my pocket? I feel like I just, I fucked up this opportunity. <laughs> Are you the next guy? You know what? I feel like I would have been I would have done better if you didn't give me this fucking jacket. I feel like I I got to live I got to live up to this fucking silver ass jacket, you know what I'm saying? The pressure was too much. The first name is Rahan and the last name is Well, you know what? I'm going to ask I'm going to ask him. Okay. What's your name? What's her name? Rahul. Rahul what? <laughs> Alright, give it up for this motherfucker right here. What's up guys? I'm Rahul. So Harson, that's my name, yeah. <laughs> Keep this over here. I feel like I'm at an alt-right punk show with all these. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool it's cool to be performing kind of stand-up comedy for we got a celebrity in the crowd the straight version of freddie mercury <laughs> uh anyway let's get into some material i quit alcoholics anonymous guys so give it up for me yeah <laughs> uh i was tired of older people telling me not to drink and then proceed to say how fun drinking was and uh if i wanted to join an alcoholic cult i'd just start doing stand-up comedy yeah <laughs> You want to stand up comics here, it's usually they like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> um, uh, English is not my first language. Hopefully, you guys didn't notice that, but yeah, um, English is my first language. I wanted to express to my friend, uh, I enjoyed myself at your party. I wanted to say that. But what came out was, I pleasured myself at your party, <laughs> which is uh, frowned upon. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> not always, not always. <laughs> Uh, let's talk to some, you look like, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, had sex with Aquaman. It was fucking great. <laughs> you guys are great. You guys are great. Um, uh, I go to community college. Um, I asked my friend what her major was and she said, uh, business and economics. And I was like, you must really like planes. Uh, that joke. If you got that joke, I'm will be nice to you for the rest of the evening. <laughs> but uh, uh, I go to community college, and um, I feel like I missed out on fraternities because like they don't have that at community college. But um, but then like I justified to myself like I don't need to pay to have friends who then give me drugs. I'd rather just pay for drugs and then they'll give me friends. <laughs> but I thought of a couple uh, community college fraternities like uh, uh, Alpha Phi Single Mother and uh, 
Kappa Kappa Tweaker and the one that I'm part of, uh, Sigma Phi, people who work at the Amazon next door. Yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm raised in the Bay Area from the Silicon Valley. Like, anyone born and raised here? Yeah. Two people. That's people just migrate here, huh? But I was, and I, um, and you know that you're from the Silicon Valley when you hear the phrase, it's like Instagram, but for at least once in your life. It's a tech joke, yeah. <laughs> um, what else do I got? Let's check. <laughs> Um, my friend, uh, I asked my friend, uh, he was headed to work and I was like, oh, how much do you get paid as he was headed? And he's like, oh, I don't get paid. It's an unpaid internship. And I was like, oh, that's a wonderful way of looking at life. I think like, uh, whenever someone asks me, what are you, uh, where are you going to work? And I'd be like, it's an unpaid internship. I have an unpaid internship at Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quality assurance guy. <laughs> Uh, let's try some new stuff. Girl Scout cookies are in season. Yeah, anyone fan of Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. And anyone also aware that Girl Scout cookies is another name for the strain of weed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah what the f that's a wonderful marketing campaign for both those brands. Like, I asked for, like, the innocent Girl Scout cookies to my friend, and he was like, yeah, I know a guy. And he'd be like, don't you mean girl at Bard Station or something? So, uh, but, like, I love weed as much as the next guy. It's just, uh, if you think staring at your cat wondering if your best friend hates you is better than uh, a, mint, a sleeve of minty cookies fueled primarily from child labor, then you're kidding yourself. <laughs> um, people um, assume that I'm Jewish, or like half Jewish because of my hair, which, and then the... Um, I think that's a compliment, like, uh, because, like, I feel like, you know, Seth Rogen, if he, like, left creepy Instagram comments or something, and I guess it doesn't help that I dress like I look like I, uh, Kmart became a person, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just wish I had, uh, could be assumed a race that was, like, mixed with someone where I can say, like, hey, if you met my mother, she's a really nice person, but I don't get to do that, whether I'm Indian or Jewish, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, people how say, uh, people say that, uh, being a junkie, like you don't, you're very selfish and you don't care about anyone. All you care about is the drug. And, um, but I think I'm very compassionate. Recently I took a very strong interest in my friend's kidney stones. <laughs> yeah, that's a junkie joke. <laughs> Uh, what else do I got here? Uh, I'm Indian, and I will be exploiting that for this next joke. Um, I hate, uh, no, like, I confuse me when people say, like, namaste to me, because, um, uh, apparently that means hello in my language, which I didn't, I thought it was someone, like, a white dude on acid in Coachella made up. Like, that's honestly what I thought, because, like, and the reason I think of this is because when people who are of your same race, they start, just start talking to you, it's like, it's usually, they just start talking, like, it's, they don't start with hello. Like, if you're, like, a Mexican, it starts, like, puta madre Trump, or, like, whatever Mexicans talk about. Yeah, that joke went wonderful. <laughs> Uh, I'll leave you with uh, this. Um, 
I think uh, I don't understand how people take uh, Instagram captions too seriously. It is my favorite form of literature, but uh, um, with the hashtags and everything, like I'd like to imagine people going, um, you know, they're scrolling through Instagram through the feed with hashtag early morning thoughts and then being like, oh, that's cool. I'll follow him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my time. Thank you. I'm Rahul. Instagram. I don't understand what early morning thoughts mean because I usually just hang out with myself in the morning with my cat and I can't scroll through my cat because he is the awesomest thing that ever existed in the history of the universe. I can't like swipe left or swipe right. I can, but then I'm petting him and he doesn't like it when I do it like that. You know, he only likes behind the ears and all that. Cool. We're all going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, are we like everyone's Instagramming everything and doesn't mean anything? I don't understand Instagram because I'm 44 years old and I don't get it. Like, you've got to make a page and it's like stuff and then it's I can't even. Facebook's dying. I'm so upset because that was the first algorithm that I actually understood. You know what I mean? Because, like, I get Facebook, I get it. And then they keep making me update. Why do they make you update every three months of what? Everything worked before. My Hotmail has been working since 97. Why do we have to have an update every three months? I don't get it. I can't even scroll. Man, I just run my Hotmail back. Give me a VCR. Let me program the VCR from a grandpa. <laughs> Please, dear God. Your next comedian is going to blow your mind with beauty and wonderment she is a she is a gem a doll in the san francisco comedy community put your hands together for joanna bateman think I've been doing this just for a little under a year and I'm already filming my Instagram live special <laughs> it's just it's a dream come true I started out at milk bar over at the hate and now like here I am <laughs> just gotta soak this in thank you thank you thank you uh, thank you Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm Joanna. 
I'm from Ohio. So this is like my Europe. San Francisco! Woo! Going abroad. It's been really crazy. Backpacking through SF. It's my gap year. Um, side note, I don't know what this liquid is on my pants. <laughs> like, I just felt it when I walked in. I've been really nervous all day for this. So like this could be my pee. Like it really could be. Um, but I'm gender fluid and I'm fluidly fluid. So yeah, um, San Francisco, what a beautiful place. There's so much greenery and so much foggery and so many, um, like wealthy people. It's so incredible. It's such a, it's like you just see them and you're like, wow, I can tell that even though you look like you're dressed like you're going to go on a hike for a couple of days, you do have a lot of money. Like I can smell it on you. <laughs> like that is a Patagonia outfit. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think one of the one of the epitomes of me discovering just how wealthy people are here is I went to a yoga class because, like other people, I am anxious, <laughs> and I found that like going into a room and doing this and doing this and doing this like helps with my anxiety and it's also kind of fun to be like look at you know like you're not supposed to look at my butt but like I, my butt is in your face and it's like and I am this way so I can see I can monitor like if you're peeking up or not so it's just like it's a fun cultural dive okay but I went to a yoga class um, huge studio huge like a dance hall an old dance hall and front row I'm breathing so heavy front row in this yoga class mind you yoga classes cost $24 a pop <laughs> um, yeah I don't know what I was doing in there, but I was in there, and I walk in, I got my mat, it's, it's a lot of people in here, it's a huge dance hall, and I see front row, a baby. <laughs> like seriously, a year and a half old little girl. Front row, if anybody goes to yoga, you know front row is where the bitches go. That's where the people who are like, really close with the teacher like on a first name basis <laughs> like they have a rapport the teacher knows their injuries like they may or may not be friends on social media and anyway so there's a baby in the front row of this yoga class she's got on a baby mala bead necklace she's got on leg warmers uh, like she has a a mat she has a block. She has a bolster. She has a box of tissues. I guess she knows that like hip openers make her cry, you know? Like she knows her practice and she's paying for it and she's showing up. It was 
it was the trippiest thing I've ever been a part of. I was like, okay, you know, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. You're in San Francisco, and there's a baby doing yoga. Yeah. I was baby adjacent at first. I set up my mat kind of like diagonal of the baby just because she was so intimidating. But then this woman, this like wolfy looking woman came over to me smelling of patchouli and money. And she was like, do you want to do yoga beside the baby? And I was like, yeah, okay, you've convinced me. I pick up my mat and I put it and I go right behind the baby. And I gotta say, that baby was doing some of the most radical postures I've ever seen. The entire room is doing push-up after push-up after push-up. And the baby is just like taking her tissues and ripping them off and then pushing it into the sky and watching it gently fall to the ground. I'm like sweating doing all this shit. The baby is just contemplating life, it seemed, in a really, really specific way. I was impressed. The teacher and her must really have a rapport because she didn't correct her or anything. At one point, I saw the baby put her hand on her dad's butt. I'm assuming it was her dad's butt. It could have been like her task rabbit, whose job it is to take her to and from. I don't know. But I saw her put her hand on this man's butt beside her and totally realigned his hips in Warrior Two. I was like, guru, yes. So it's like, there is a lot of money here, but it's being spent wisely. Yeah. Um, I had a list. Oh, hold on. Let me grab it. Um, oh, to be amongst the people. Um, okay, so there's this guy that I met on the street. And I used to live in Los Angeles, and the guys who I met on the street, like I'm talking about like street people, because um, there was guys on the street in LA and San Francisco and Ohio. There are guys on the street there too. But I'm talking like street people. Um, and there's a street person named Ira in the, the Castro that I met. I was talking to my brother. My brother was like, why is the grass always greener on the other side? And he was on speakerphone and I met Ira because he shouted, that's just something they'd say. It's a marketing plan to make you think you don't have what you need in life. I was like, Andy, did you hear that? He makes a good point. So then Ira and I got to talking, and um, this is some stuff Ira had to say that I'd like to share with you guys. And another thing, story of the three little pigs. Pretty sure that's brick propaganda right there. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. The big bad wolf can only blow down the house that's not made of bricks. Yeah, that is the brick industry propping up Aesop 
so that you will buy bricks and have a deeply rooted aversion to wolves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're propping up Aesop, and Aesop's shoving those stories down your throats as children so that you'll grow up and buy bricks and hate wolves. They want you to hate the wolves. The wolf population has been a target for years. Yeah. You know who's buying that? The dog population. Yeah. The dogs don't want you to like the wolves because guess what? A long, long time ago, wolves used to be man's best friend and wolves are running around free and happy. And the dogs, they're in charge now and they want cold, hard begging strips. And they've gotten real cozy with the news media. Yeah, the dogs tell the news people to keep shoving all the badness in the world on the wolves. The big bad wolf huffing and puffing and blowing your house down. Keep telling that to little Susie and Billy. The big bad wolf basically raping little Red Riding Hood. Let me tell you, I dated a wolf and he never tried to rape me or my grandmother. And another thing, when the news media is reporting about a man with a gun who killed a bunch of people in a church or something, who do they blame it on? What do they call this young man? No, do they call him a man? No. Do they call him a rabid dog? No. They call him a lone wolf. And when you look down your couch and you see Sparky, licking his balls at the same time the news anchors calling this guy a lone wolf can't you connect the dots man i'm like ira i'm gonna share this with the masses so thank you for letting me do that yeah what's up it's time for you to be done yay joanna bayman the wolves are upon us the wolves have come after us, and it's nutballs, and we are going to fight them. All the, I have cats, so I don't give a fuck about the wolves. I'm like, I have a cat in my house. He claws my face sometimes, but he is a, I mean, I mean, what do you do? I have to cut off my cat's balls next month, and I don't want to cut them off. But what else am I gonna do? I'm gonna take two tiny Q-tips and jerk off my cat. Like, am I supposed to jerk off my cat for my cat's happiness? I'm a wasp. I was taught like, serve everyone, serve everyone. If my cat needs his tiny balls jerked off, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was raised through Jesus. Everyone is a servant. I'm a servant to my cat. And if he needs his tiny little balls to be jacked off, just let that happen, right? They look like pussy willows, they're so cute. I love, I love his balls, I love his balls. I've never loved balls so much than the kitten that I have now, I've never. Like people try to put their balls in my mouth, I'm like meow, I'm like okay, well I guess I gotta do this. 
One time, I drank so much wine that I had balls in my mouth and I threw up in my mouth. But, but I didn't throw up really. I just swallowed it all back down. And I was like, that was warm for his balls. And I'm sure he was fine. I never told him. It was fine. But it was like, ugh. Anybody but a woman? <laughs> like, everyone gets all up in arms about the black people, but women have been subjugated since the beginning of time. Yay! I'm sorry I'm not a black woman, but I am a woman and I've been subjugated since the beginning of time. So, yay! Someone championed my existence. Yay! Sorry. Pam Taz is comedy couple house. Like, the name doesn't say it. Your next comedian. Oh shit! I'm supposed to. I'm sorry. It's so hard because a hubris of man, and I'm like hubris of woman. Here we are. I can entertain you with a microphone. Here we go. Uh, it, I, I remember the next person. I'm trying to remember. And I don't, it's not Daniel. It's, it's yes. It's Ron Bello, a guy I've never met before, but I know he's going to be amazing. Put your hands together for Ron Bello. What's up, San Francisco? Oh my goodness, hello everybody. Give it up for Pam and her Pamtastic show. Also, give it up for all the comedians that came up before. Woo! I mean, this is awesome. I'm in San Francisco. I was a fucking kid who grew up in Brownsville, East New York, Brooklyn. And then here I am. When I was growing up, I used to get beat up, and they'd be like, take that, honky. And I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican. They're like, oh, shit, dude, my bad. Yo, he's Puerto Rican. Take that, spick. Oh. oh, it's fine. I'm fine. Look at me. Here I am. I live in Napa. I drink a lot of wine. I'm good. So my name is Ron Bello, which I was thinking about changing when I started comedy because my name's not very sexy. Now, granted, it's not Greg, which I think is probably the least sexiest name, but like no girl's ever going to be like, I really hope when I grow up one day, I'm going to marry a guy named Ron. You know what I mean? Like there's not a chick out there that's like sitting alone in her room, like DJing her own private party being like, oh, Ron. Like I'll never in my life ever hear some girl be like, oh, Ron, Ron, fuck me with your big dick, Ron. And I've been married for 20 years, so if that has not happened yet, it is not gonna happen. And you know, being married for 20 years is difficult. You know, you gotta like spice things up. And luckily for me, like a couple weeks ago, my wife decided to spice things up. I was sitting on the couch and I was playing Call of Duty. And she, <laughs> yeah, and she came over and she started to suck my dick like it's my birthday, which was like amazing. But when she was done, I was like, look, I don't want to look a gift BJ in the mouth, but what was that for? And she's like, oh, you know. And I was like, was it the way that I smacked your ass when you went in the kitchen? And I said, thanks for the sandwich. And she's like, no, definitely not that. In fact, never do that again. And I was like, was it the fact that I let your mom hang out here last weekend? She's like, no, motherfucker, it's my house. I can do whatever I want. And I was like, well, baby, you got to tell me, what was it? What gave me this glorious gift on this day? And she was like, you know. And I'm like, I really don't know. Please tell me. And she looks deep in my eyes and she says, the dishes. So lately I've been doing the dishes and the laundry and taking out the trash. It hasn't happened since, but I'm definitely hopeful. 
But yeah, man, 20 years of marriage is rough. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you put out bread and it turned into mold and you waited 20 years, that shit would just disappear. Like, nothing should last 20 years. <laughs> so we got to find ways of, like, you know, spicing it up. So she brought this up, not me, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you brought this up. But it wasn't me. She brought this up. She's like, why don't we watch porn together? And I was like, hell yeah. And then she's like, well, what kind of porn you want to watch? And I was like, aha, I'm not going to fall for that. <laughs> so I was like, you know, regular porn, just some average everyday white dude with some average everyday white girl. She's like, oh, I like that too. There we go. Lasted like six hours. And yes, when you start watching porn together, you'll watch it for six hours. That's all you'll do all day. Kid goes to school, you're spending the day home, you both call in sick, porn all day. <laughs> So after about six hours, the only thing we could think to watch was that new Ted Bundy special on Netflix. <laughs> so I realized this isn't going to work. So I was like, baby, no, for reals. What do you watch? Like, when I'm not home, I know you have an, like, she has an iPhone. I, have, I mean, we only have new modern age phones so we can watch porn while we're taking a shit in the bathroom, right? Look at these guys. They're like, I'm not laughing. I will not admit to that. So I was like, no, baby, no. What do you watch when I'm not around? Please be honest with me. She's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe porn with a black guy? I'm like, okay, cool. What else? She's like, I don't know. Maybe a, you know, a little white girl with a pussy that's too small to barely fit that dick in it? <laughs> and I was like, okay. Where would I find that? And she's like, here, just take my phone. Go to black.com. I don't think anything of it. Boop, 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 black.com. It's like, welcome back, Janelle. Here are the last 150 videos you've seen in the last two weeks. <laughs> now, obviously, I act like it's cool. Like, I'm like, oh, that's, that. yeah, I don't care. But deep down, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, holy shit. I watch a lot of porn, but 150 videos in two weeks. She favorited everything on that site. I was like, fuck. So we're watching that, that was fun. And then she's like, well, what are you into? And then, so here I am, my guard's down. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe lesbians? Maybe it's their 18th birthday? And she's like, okay, you sick fuck, is that what you're into? And I was like, whoa, baby, calm down. In my fantasy, you could be one of those two things. But I'm not black and you've seen my dick. So, who is stepping out there? <laughs> hey, don't say anything, but I'm really into like Chewbacca, like porn, you know what I mean? Like when he's like, ah. Like that's what, like if I could see someone dressed in like a Jabba the Hutt with a slave Leia, I'd be like, but shh, shh. So I just stick with the barely 18 lesbians. But you know, I mean, like 20 years and we have kids and we had kids like right away because why would you be married for 20 years if kids aren't involved? You know what I mean? Like the only time that you see like 40 year olds with a 20 year marriage is mistakes that happened when they were 20. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to be like, you're never going to run into two people who are 40 that are happily married for 20 years with no kids because they must be ugly as fuck. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I was a lot hotter back then, so definitely had to make some mistakes as a child. 
And the thing is, it's like my wife was hot then and she's super hot now. So I have to like keep my game up. So that's why I'm hoping I become like a really famous comedian so that she stays with me because I'm running out of any kind of equity. You know what I mean? I have like six mortgages on my penis and I can, I can barely afford to keep it erect. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I'm like, what are we gonna do, baby? And people ask me all the time, they're like, what is the secret to staying married for 20 years? And I'm like, well, it's hard. You have to be honest and you have to be open and you have to really be there for each other and you have to let your wife fuck other people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause that just helps. That just makes it a lot easier on me. So we decided to have an open relationship and I thought to myself, I was like, this is gonna be mad easy because I'm a dude and my confidence level is significantly higher than it should be. Like I'm at a 10, but in reality, I'm a two. <laughs> like I'm walking around being like, yeah, girls wanna fuck me and that's not necessarily real. But it sounded good, you know what I mean? Like I sounded like I could just go out into the world and I was just gonna be like fending off vagina. You know what I mean? But like, it's not that way. Like if we went to a bar, I'm not saying that this happened. She could go up to any dude because guys are pigs. So they are like down for anything. She can walk up to a dude and she'd be like, hey, you wanna go fuck? And he'd be like, absolutely. And he will leave the girl that he met on Tinder with to go with her because that's still not 100%. He's like at a 30% with her. And my wife just said, let's go fuck. So he's like, I'm going. And if she was like, well, let me go let my husband know to get an Uber and we'll go. He'll go, whoa, whoa. Is he really cool with this? Dude, you cool with this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're good. He goes, all right, dude, let's go. Because guys are pigs. 98% of the girls that I hit on are like, dude, don't talk to me. You look like my uncle. <laughs> like I remind them of some horrible thing that happened to them when they were a child usually involving candy. But the 2% of women that could possibly maybe be like, damn, this motherfucker's hot. I want some of that Puerto Rican all over me. I'll be like, okay, cool, let's get out of here. I'm just gonna let my wife know to grab an Uber. They'd be like, you fucking pig. You disgust me. And I really didn't think that was gonna happen. I thought like in the beginning, I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, you ready for this baby? Cause I'm about to go fuck no one. <laughs> but that's okay though. Cause our sex life is amazing. Like I said, that's a real story. She totally did randomly out of nowhere suck my dick, but don't worry about it. I also reciprocate like just like what? Two hours ago, I totally went down on you for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm a giver. Which helps a lot that nobody wants to fuck me. You know what I mean? So I gotta really give it. I gotta know where my butter is breaded, or my bread's buttered, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if absolutely no one wants to have sex with, me, sex with me, and I said to my wife, hey, let me go down here for a couple, she'd be like, yep, fuck it, right here, take it, show me what's up. But it's hard making a girl come. It's not, it's not my fault. Like if it was easy, I guess everyone would do it, but it's super hard. You gotta like lick it and suck it and finger it and rub it and clockwise and counterclockwise, hard, soft, fast, slow. It's like, fuck, I could go make a souffle and it would be so much easier. 
If you want to get a guy off, here you go, ladies, in case you didn't know, which you probably do. It's just like. <laughs> End of story. That is it. No more, no less. The guy will be like, really? That's all you're doing? That's all you're going to give me? That's, that's it? This is fucking boring. All right. A okay. This is, you know, I, you know, I could just. Okay. <laughs> You could literally, like, my wife has actually fallen asleep while jerking me off, and I still came. You know what I'm saying? If I fell asleep while going down on her, it's instant. She'd be like, what the motherfucker? Do you know what I'm saying? Moral of the story is, guys, you really need to bring it. Like, whatever, like, you, there's a, I'm looking at a room filled with young men. And when I was your age, I thought the same thing. All I have to do is look like this, have this kind of money. Everything's fine. Trust me, she is going to want other things unless you can bring it. Gotta eat that pussy. You know what I mean? My son, who's my oldest son is, my oldest son is like 22. And he came to one of my shows, though I told him not to. But he came anyways. And I explained to him that I changed his diaper and I've seen his dick. And he's going to need to eat a lot of pussy and get really good at it in order to have a long relationship in life. So start now. It's going to be awkward. She's, she's going to tell you she likes it. But the other day, I was going down on my wife, and for the first time, her legs started to do this. And when she was done, I was like, almost in tears, I'm sorry, baby, I can't believe I sucked at sex for 20 years. It's like when you make her come like that, and you know, and they, they can fake it. A girl can fake it. Like women can fake that shit to make you feel good. They're not faking it for themselves. They're waiting for you to leave so that they can spend three minutes humping a pillow maybe to get themselves off. Like, so congratulations. You have a huge dick. Awesome. Slam away for an hour. But once you leave, she's going to come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ladies. That's my wife, everybody. <laughs> Bring her everywhere. No, but seriously, you gotta learn how to do that shit because they can take care of themselves. And one of these days, they're gonna realize that and you're gonna be like, fuck, I should've ate pussy more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd love that, Pam. That was just for you. But 20 years, it's very difficult. You have to change it up. And my kids are older, and when you have kids, you, they, they ruin things. Like our kids, their nicknames were Cockblock 1 and 2. <laughs> and I finally got to tell that to my sons, like to their faces, now that they're older. Our youngest is 18, my oldest is 22. And I'm like, you guys were such Cockblocks. Like the first time that my wife and I tried anal, which in case you guys don't know, is very difficult. It does not just slip right in there. You gotta work on that shit. And it hurts everyone involved. The bigger your dick, the more it hurts. You play it off like it feels good, but I swear to you, you're like a vice grip on your dick. 
it hurts everyone so here we are i finally get in there she's like fuck is that it like get out like we're like i'm like i'm trying it's stuck i don't know what to do my kid comes walking in can i have a hot pocket and i'm like yeah motherfucker 230 in the microwave get the fuck out of here thank you so much everybody my name is ron What an amazing human being. Still married to his wife. Other people know that when you're going to divorce, you give up the butt. And then you get divorced after that. I, I was married for 13 years. And I, I said, hey, what if I wear my Girl Scout uh, uniform, like with the Girl Scout slash cheerleader uniform. We're doing this thing. And you're gonna trap me in the in the right the hallway, and you're Ladamian Tomlinson. You guys, if you know any what that means, you'd be like, oh, I get the timing. It's late '90s, and he was like, he was like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. And I was like, oh, we need to get divorced. Um, that was a cute moment in my life. Thanks for visiting it with me again. I just, I'm done. oh, no, I'm super into, like, squats now because, like, no, seriously, like, wow, I'm 44, but I'm trying not to be 44. You're next, <laughs> comedian. Oh, it was after um, the bellow. But I think we should, it's Daniel Samosa. There's a guy with a last name that's impossible to pronounce. Is it Daniel Samasama Samasama Samasama? Who is Daniel Samasama? Yo, 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 Does he not exist here? You would know if you were that person. Okay, he doesn't. Fair enough. Kev, no, let's go with Jim 30 Acre. You know what? This guy, this guy, wow. He is super supportive and super amazing and super old and it's fun no it's great because like i thought that kanye west was an airline but like he like he is old and weird and he knows that none of the things that we think are real are real because he was before all of us he was like like, I, I mean, I'm, I was born in 1974, but he was born before that. And it's like just before it. And he's gonna kill it right now. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Jim 30 Acre! Uh, thanks very much, Pam, and uh, thanks for putting me on after that guy. Wow, thanks, Ron. That was like killer set, dude. That was really a lot of fun. But no, seriously, yeah, I am old, and uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Gosh, uh, you know, uh, I don't mean to be ageist," and I say, "Well, you're not ageist. It's just realist. You know, it's like this doesn't come. You know, it's not a die job, right? It's just this is what happens, people. It'll, you know, eventually, event, not probably not for you. No, <laughs> never know though." Uh, do I put, hey, Pam, should I just put this right in here? Or, well, she's talking to the star. Okay, never mind. Uh, 
Now, I use notes because, uh, uh, well, I'm new at this, but also I'm old and I have no memory at all. Uh, none. None whatsoever. I, my memory has more holes in it than uh, the rubber I used when we got pregnant with... Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, my, my firstborn. Yeah. No, it, it gets rough when you get old. It does. Uh, and so, you know, comedy, a lot of it is just kind of memorizing what you do. Like, <laughs> like, like that course pro over there. Jeez, I'm all nervous. Uh, but no, seriously. Uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, I keep notes. That's what I do. Hey, Pam, am I going to put this in here? Bam. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. There it goes. Uh, Jeez, it reminds me of uh, my mother. I don't know why. Uh, you know, she was a large-chested woman, actually. But anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I'm in trouble for that one now because, you know, she's probably, you know, oh, boy. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah no, it's been rough. Uh, yeah, so uh, my, my name's Jim 30. Uh, well, 30 Acre, but I go by Jim 30, so that way you'll know it's time for laughs, people. Yeah. Ah, you like dad jokes. Good. Yeah, I got 101 of them on my phone. I just downloaded this app, Dad Joke app dot whatever and uh yeah no so i'm gonna you know settle in people we're gonna you know yeah dad jokes you're gonna love them you, you hear them every day right you're at home you know you come on you gotta live with your parents right <laughs> okay I, I figured i figured no no seriously i don't do dad jokes i'm kidding but if i did i'd be the fucking lenny bruce of dad jokes people i swear to god i would kill with dad jokes uh and you know how would that sound i don't know you know like why won't the you know why won't the oyster share his food uh he's a little shellfish and he's a sports, he really does support the military industrial complex. So fuck that shellfish. And uh, yeah, Lenny was kind of a radical, mean ass guy. And anyway, I don't know. I just have this fantasy one day I might actually be able to, you know, do a whole set of dad jokes and, um, you know, with a real political satirical slant to them. But it, that'll never happen. Uh, I've been working on it, though. Uh, now, I really, I, what I do tell is mom jokes. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, anybody can tell dad, I mean, come on, dad jokes, it's such a well-worn genre, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, I, I don't tell mom jokes, because you piss them off, and they go right for the jugular. It's just, bam, they're there, and you, you're fucked. And you don't get sex forever after that shit, so you don't tell mom jokes, people, take my advice. Uh, yeah, so Lenny was a good guy, but uh, he didn't tell dad jokes either. Listen, I was born in 1958, people, so do the math, all right? No, really, do it, because, shit, I can't. I, <laughs> I suck at math, man. I'm terrible. I, I think I, I did it the other day. I, I realized I'm 70, right? So, no? No? I, I was thinking I'm killing it for 60? Would somebody say 60? Oh, fuck! Pam! I'm 60. I, I'm not retired. I, I got, I'm not on. I'm not on Medicare. I'm not on any of that shit. I don't even have a Plan B going on the. Fuck. I wish I could do math better. I, but you know, the good side is I just gained 10 years. So, <laughs> you know, that maybe then I'll be able to find my voice when I'm 70. I don't know. That's what they say. It takes 10 years, right? Is that right, Ron? Yeah, took you 10? 10? Yeah. You seem like a fast study. So I'm thinking probably six and a half, seven, you know, something. I don't know. Uh, but you know, with, uh, being old, my time scale it shrinks. Uh, so I got to do this in, you know, I got it a year. I, I'm giving myself a year to get my voice and then, you know, nine years to have a killer career and then diapers probably. So fuck it, you know? So yeah, I was talking to my wife about that and I said, you know, uh, yeah, this, this incontinence thing, it happens when people get older and she goes, Oh, Oh, you're incompetent. And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I am. I'm no longer a male. I'm incompetent male. Yeah. I'm an incompetent. Oh boy. That one hurt, though. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It was supposed to be a joke. Uh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, I was raised by the greatest generation, people. 
the greatest generation. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> My ass. No, they were great. They were terrific. I mean, they really could fight a hell of a war or two or three or, you know, they were great at making bombs. Wow, this really doesn't go over. You people love the greatest generation, don't you? Yeah, well, those motherfuckers, you know, they really fucked us up as kids. Uh, seriously, no, really, I learned everything I uh, know about life from a baby, my babysitter. Uh, you probably call it the TV. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, she taught me well, though, the TV and uh, I mean, the babysitter. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, I, what I found out was when, uh, you know, it's way better to be the roadrunner than anything else you do not want to be the coyote folks um yeah uh, the other thing i learned is uh, uh well every time i go into a doctor's office i bring a carrot and chew on it really loud and say what's up doc yeah because <laughs> i'm a real jerk that way uh and the other thing i learned was you know how to interact with women so apparently you know when i see the female form all curvaceous and lovely I'm supposed to start stomping up and down and hitting myself in the head with a frying pan. And I'm supposed to be going, oh, God, my eyes are popping out of my head and my tongue's flying across the room. Yeah, no wonder we're fucked up as a generation, people. That's why we took drugs. Because, you know, the babysitter, I'm blaming the babysitter. Um, yeah, that was weird. Uh, but seriously, uh, yeah, that's why Donald Trump's messed up too, because he, I'm pretty sure we had the same babysitter. Uh, yeah, there you go. Page two. <laughs> I paid for 20 minutes. I'm sorry about that, but we'll give it a go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting old. Yeah. So, you know, I'm seriously getting old is tough. You know, like dying on stage becomes more than a metaphor. Really. It's a statistical probability people. So buckle up. If anything could happen here, <clears throat> Whoa, it's okay. I just pulled a muscle. It's all right. I'll be okay. Um, shit. Oh, I'm really bad at this. Here we go. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went to the doctor recently and he said, uh, Jim, Jim 30, you've got to lose 350 pounds by tomorrow. Uh, you know, uh, uh or you're a dead man. I said, doc, how am I going to do that? That just seems impossible. He says, no, no, no. It's really simple. Just kick your brother-in-law out of your house. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I like those. Uh, uh Oh, I'd like to try something, but I don't, uh, we'll, we'll see if it works. Okay. So, uh, no, well, hang on. There's something else. Okay. So, uh, let's see if we can make this thing work. Uh, yeah, I did this once it worked and then they changed everything and I don't know if it does anymore. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, well, why I'm trying to find this, uh, you know, do you ever like wake up in the morning and say, where the fuck did the last 60 years go? <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but you will. Yeah. Just like this. So <laughs> no, um, let's see here. Damn it. Well, you know what? I'm not going to mess with that. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I was born in 58 and I was born in Canada. Yeah. I have birthright Canadian citizenship. So <laughs> ladies, I'm not single, so forget it. Uh, but no, um, yeah, I, I birthright Canadian citizenship, but I was born to American parents, which makes me a member of the least significant minority group on the planet, the American Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could probably think Swiss Germans are less significant or maybe French Belgians, but you know, American Canadians. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, nobody gives a fuck. So, yeah, uh, but, you know, having been born there, I, I am very aware of their uh, motivations and dreams and desires, people. And I'm here to tell you what's going on. And you consider this fair warning. 90% uh, of all Canadians live 100 miles from the border. Did you know that? 90%. Now, why is that, people? I know why. I know why. They are massing on the border. They are ready to invade. They want to rule the world, and we're first, people. They are coming. They are coming with their good manners. Yeah, and their health care. That's right. And their education. And, you know, they're all, you know, some of them may be bad hombres or, wait, Canucks. Some of them may be bad Canucks, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely coming. And here's the thing. You won't know they're here because they look just like you mister and ron i'm pretty sure you're canadian already you say you're from new york yeah get out of here i'm pretty sure you're canadian anyway i, I have the superpower uh that i can tell but nonetheless you will not be able to tell them apart because they look just like us they come in all weights shapes sizes and colors folks and they are here already i'm telling you right now uh but uh that's you know they're they're hiding in plain sight the only way you can tell the difference is that they're a little happier and maybe a little healthier looking than the rest of us so yeah, it's pretty weird. And, you know, they're liars, too. They like to tell you they're bilingual Canadians, right? Well, that's not true. That's just Canadianese for uh, you eat ass and pussy. Uh, yeah, it's true. Or, or cock, to be fair, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, no, it's, they're, they're devious. They're, they're sneaky. You all think they're so polite. You know, I swear to God, one of these days... Guess what? Seriously, you think this is fun? No, this is true. This is happening. I, I can't warn you fast enough. No, seriously. You know, you're just going to be standing there and, uh, you know, a Canadian guy will come up. You won't be able to tell. And he's going to say to you, hey, how about I just borrow your job there, eh? And you say, sure, whatever. That was, he's so nice. He'll just borrow my job. That's fine. Next thing you know, you got a thing for bilingual. Yeah. And you know what? You're also saying, oh, oh boy, I'm a boot out of, uh, I'm a boot out of food stamps there, eh? Oh, it's a good thing we got that uh, health care, though. Yeah. Yeah, those Canadians. Um, is that for me, Pam, the, the thing? Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I'm not sure what that is. So, you know, I'll just consider that a heckle. And, and here's the deal. Uh, you know, this, this whole comedy thing, it's like a moonshot, isn't it? You know, it's like, what are the odds, really? I mean, seriously, I mean, you're, you've thought about this. I don't know, but you, trust me, you keep going at it. Uh, but seriously, it's like a moonshot. So I'm thinking, this, you know, I got a great idea. I, I got this idea for, a, you know, publishing idea. Yeah, it's going to go huge. And I just need a heckler. Anybody want to volunteer? Uh, Pam, can you volunteer as my heckler? You're too pretty to be a comedian. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely too pretty. Like, look at you. Okay, with listen, your, listen here. You know, here's the deal. I, you, you're part of my book. Come out here. No, I want to get a shot with you. I, I have this. You're weight. Like, come on. Come on. Okay, like. so here's the deal. Pam, Pam, come here. Come here. You, you got to come out here because I got this great No, idea. you're too pretty idea. to be a comedian. I'm not going to get it on stage with you. Like, okay, you're so like, here's the thing. I, I, need your, I need your help with this publishing idea. Idea. It's called selfies with hecklers. Okay, it's going to be huge. And I, 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 I don't believe God, that Instagram exists already, as in anything. So all I need Instagram is, a is bullshit, and <laughs> everything a that you to want here to have happen so, is for okay, nothing. She's not going to do it. Cool. So you no, Instagram isn't real. Yay! Okay, we're all you hashtag. Hashtag, you're cool. Yay! You're out of the book, Pat. And that's all I'm sorry. Him, so. No, no. I have a question. Yeah. Can you use your AARP card to get a discount on 
Uh, I don't yeah, have. Yeah, absolutely. I don't it, it, have a, a smartphone, a so I don't know how to deal with an right, ARP club I'd lo- I want to get a card. Come on, like, come on, bro. All right, dude, because Pam is not We're, cooperating, obviously. So here's the deal. You I'm look, your 80-year-old you boyfriend like grandma's... Horrible time. I'm going to look like I'm in... Friend piece. Like, you know, I want to hang out with your grandma. She's 87, and she's like, oh, the the VCR was so cool. And I'm like, so yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Like... I'm Jim Thirty. Uh, uh, this is Pamtastic's Pamtastic thing, and um, do I get to keep going? No, we gotta get to the next person. All right, you want to come there, up? They're so sweet. Is Daniel some Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he around? I don't think. Is so. there a Daniel with Daniel, a Daniel? Is there anybody with a weird last name? No? Cool. How about Kevin August? Yeah! All right, you guys. We lost the back row, but that's okay. It's still fucking Friday, am I right? How you guys doing? You good? You You called me the straight Freddie Mercury. I'm really uh, appreciative that you knew I was straight. Um, I'll still take the compliment. You guys, uh, sorry, I was waiting for the, the, the selfies with hecklers to be over, but we're good. Um, you guys, how are we feeling? We're good? We're good? Good. You know what? Make some noise. I didn't get a real introduction. Can we just thank you? Thank you. All right, you guys, it's so good to be here. Um, honestly, it's just good to be back on land. Um, my, uh, my wife and I just got back from a budget cruise. Would not recommend it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were no TVs in the rooms, and the only entertainment they had booked was this Ukrainian guy who didn't know the words to the songs that his band was trying to perform. Uh, so it'd be like, Billie Jean is not my girlfriend, no, she's just a girl who thinks that kid is mine, but that kid is not my kid. Yes, and we moonwalk, oh, and we moonwalk, yes. We were like, uh, where's the lifeboats? We're getting the fuck off this ship. <laughs> The only song he did nail, he comes up and goes, all right, labias and gentlemen. This next song goes out for women. Do we have fans of women in the audience tonight? Hashtag me too. This one goes out for my very special lady and it goes like this. Girl, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. Closer than my people, you are to me, lady. Lapis one be party one do. Do fucking nailed a shaggy impression, you guys. We couldn't believe it. Ah oh, man, I feel like their entertainment budget just went to the gym. That was like the state of the art thing on the boat, uh, which was a bummer for me because I don't work out. Um, if you can't tell. Um, I don't go to the gym. Occasionally I lift, you know, most of the time I Uber. The point is I need to be getting active. I need to be getting on my bike. Uh, My wife had me doing these workout videos designed specifically for 30-year-olds, but some of these moves were brutal, man. Uh, They'd be like, all right, let's get going with that sidestep. Very good, very good. Now we're going to reach for our dreams and throw them out the window. (laughs) That was not the cardio I was looking for. 
Um, I, my wife means well, though. I appreciate her, her looking out. Uh, I can't stand when she goes grocery shopping, though, so I'll typically ride in the cart. And the, um, the other night we were in the body wash aisle. You know what I'm talking about? You look clean. Um, I think it's so funny we still have body wash for men and for women. It's like, um, it's 2019. I don't smell gender. <laughs> you guys get it. I can only do that joke in the progressive cities. It doesn't really go over well in most of America. Um, I do live in San Francisco now. You guys have been here for three years, which is great, uh, only because my family moved around a lot when I was growing up, which was hard, uh, always having to track them down. Um, truly, though, getting ripped out of whatever social circle you have at five years old, seven years old, nine years old, it can be really hard on a kid's sex life. And I think the only time I was okay with us moving was when I was in the first grade, because I was in a little bit of a romantic clusterfuck at my Catholic school. Uh, in Kentucky. Um, it was just your classic romantic Catholic Kentucky clusterfuck. We've all been there. Um, basically, the teacher, Sister Bobby Catherine, uh, made an announcement that the guidance counselor would be coming in. And sure enough, end of the day, this guy waddles in, uh, kind of huge glasses, nasty ponytail, and he goes, now listen up, class. This is a very serious matter. I know the devil got his fingers into one of you, made you do some bad things. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, what a strange and unnecessary picture to paint. Like, can you imagine this guy teaching driver's ed or something? He'd be like, now listen up, class, every now and then, devil's gonna piss in your belly, get you drunk. And if that happens, that's when you say, Jesus, take this friggin' wheel. He, uh, he kept a pretty PG for our class, though. He just said, uh, now one of your classmates, Kelly, received a very disturbing letter on Friday, and if one of y'all don't come up and confess, I'm going to have to interrogate you until we figure out who wrote this heinous note. Okay, we're six, so not only do we not know what the word uh, confess means, because they don't cover confessions until fifth grade, um, but no one knows what the word heinous means, you know? It sounds scary, so I gulped, uh, and I looked around to see who else was raising their hands, because the truth is, I was trying to see who my competition was, you guys. I had also written a little love note to Kelly. Uh, see, Kelly was this adorable ballerina with a mature love of horses and Lisa Frank folders. And she had just gotten all dressed up and done this little number for our class. I wanted to write her a little note, tell her how I felt, you know? So I just wrote her a nice simple note. I like your tights. Uh, T-I-T-S, as best as I could spell it, you guys. And I'm looking around the room and no one's raising their hands and suddenly it dawns on me he's talking about my note. So I start freaking out. He goes to the back of the room and starts calling kids over, interrogating six-year-olds. And I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, how many kids can he get through before the end of the day, you know? So I'm watching the clock, I'm watching the kids, I'm watching the clock, but I can't tell time yet. <laughs> and he gets through six kids that first day, you guys, and the bell rings and we get to go home. And then that next day, we move to Michigan. <laughs> What a relief. Honestly, that's the last religious school I ever went to, you guys. I think sometimes religious schools can get a little extreme. Um, my wife was just telling me about a cousin she has that goes to a Christian high school where they're not allowed to have prom because the only dancing they're allowed to do is for God. Yeah, that was my reaction. I was like, fuck. I want to dance for God, you know? So I did. I lit some candles. I put on some mood music. I was like, this one's for you, big boy. And I really got into it, you guys. I shook what he gave me. I mean, I did it on a Sunday. I figured that's his day off. Like, what's he going to do? Stop oppressing women and minorities and come kick my ass? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I shouldn't make fun of God. He is actually the executive producer on one of my favorite shows. Uh, we got any Planet Earth fans in the audience? Yeah. You guys smoke weed, too. Um, cool. Cool. 
The thing I love about Planet Earth is it's narrated by Sir David Attenborough, um, who's just a very distinguished, beautiful accent. The thing I love about British accents is they always sound a little bit smarter than the rest of us, regardless of what they're saying. So David Attenborough will say something like, here we have the three-toed pygmy sloth. Right there, your ears perk up. You're like, shit, I'm about to have some hot knowledge dropped about a very specific sloth. I better tune in. Um, but he'll throw some curveballs at you. He'll be like, he descends through the trees with one thing on his mind, boobies. <laughs> You're like, Sir Davy, is this sloth about to get some? There are only several hundred sloths left in existence. You're like, shit, this sloth's got to get some. Now you're rooting for him like he's the underdog in a rom-com. You're like, shit, sloth, you're not so bad looking, you know? You play your cards right, you'll get a slow-mo blowjo out of this. Uh, uh, the person that actually introduced me to... Um, to David Attenborough and to Planet Earth was my dorm roommate in college. Did anyone, I, I say dorm roommate because uh, we weren't, I didn't choose him, we were kind of stuck together. Um, did you guys have any experiences like that in college? Some of you? The rest of you were just the awkward roommate. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's good that you find out. Um, no, my roommate was this uh, spicy dude named Alonso and uh, we would always have these, these ridiculous fights. Like one time uh, he had left a pile of laundry next to the hamper and I was like, hey man, can you just get this in there next time? And his response was, the thing is like, do I look like a basketball player to you? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess that's an argument. Um, and he would always go off on these weird tangents and I wasn't really sure how to follow or what I was supposed to respond with. Like this one time he was like, oh my God, the other day I was like walking down the road and then I see this guy walking a dog and I'm like, oh my God, cute dog. And then I look at the guy and he's got a perm and I'm like, oh my God, cute perm. And then I look closer and he's my friend Marco. And I'm like, Marco, when did you get a perm? And he's like, oh my God, Maria did it for me on Thursday. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even recognize you. Like, isn't that crazy? I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of dog was it? <laughs> um... I woke up once to Alonzo having sex in our dorm, which was awkward and awful, a night I'll never forget. Um, I just, I remember hearing these moans and groans and I open my eyes and I see these shadows on the wall and then I lock eyes with Alonzo and he goes, go back to sleep. <laughs> go back to sleep, that's your plan right now? I'm like, no dude, I'm taking a walk, you know? And I go to leave and the guy behind him goes, what's up man, I'm Marco. And I'm like, Cool perm, Marco. <laughs> um, so I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the end of that story. I, um, <laughs> it was awkward, but what can you do? You guys, I'll leave you with this. Um, I, uh, I just had a friend who was recently mugged at gunpoint, which is really sad and serious and scary. Sorry to bring it down. Um, it is, it's scary. The thing is when you get, when someone pulls a gun on you, you only have one chance to convince them not to shoot, you know? Uh, which is why I'm learning to backflip. Because how are you gonna shoot the guy that just landed a fucking backflip, you know? You're not. You're gonna put the gun away, you're gonna back away slowly and apologize. You guys, it's not about combating them, it's about upstaging them, you know? They don't like it when you've stolen their spotlight. And speaking of spotlight, that's my time, you guys. I'm Kevin August, you've been incredible. Make it nice and loud for Pam! Kevin August, what a joy. Wow. <laughs> like, I was with you in the back. Like, oh! I've only been mugged once, but it was my fault. No, seriously. It was it was 2.50 a.m. And I had left the mission. And I was running. I was running. I ran, 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 trying to get to Milan Pizza, as we know. 
pizza till 3 a.m. Delicious. Trying to get there. Running. Running. It was, it was, it was rough. I got a guy, he was like, he put a knife in my face and I was like, ah. And then he, and I was like, ah. And, he, and then I said like, oh. It was like, oh, my bag, my bag made no sense to him. It had, my bag had a tiny thing in it. It was the, it was the flash drive, which was my, <laughs> the flash drive of my, of my, <laughs> Uh, you know, my. Anyways, I was going to the my master's degree. Thank you. <laughs> my boyfriend. My boyfriend is so good. He knows. He knows the whole thing. I'm like, I don't know who I am. In people, it's rough. You guys don't know how it is to hang out at Benders and then come here and then try to be a normal person. There are there are people here. They paid for the money tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love drinking. It's it's so rough. It's like wait a but you know what? I'm an old lady and I love drinking and so I didn't choose to have children and so I get to have a radio station. That's the way <laughs> Thank you. Like normal people are like, I want them taken, make it a ra babies. I'm like, nay, <laughs> free speech is more important. So it really is. <sighs> I really, I believe so much in free speech. It's so hardcore. And even people say, they're like, what about the people that say terrible, like white, racist, horrible things? And I'm like, <sighs> like, what is, what is hate speech? What is hate speech? What does that mean? Is it meaningful? Does it, it, do, do we have to care about what's happening with hate speech? Do we have to care? I'm super, super white and I can never say the N word. I was married to a black guy and I can never say the N word. I get it. But like, what about the Filipinos that are saying the N word all the time, all the time? Why do they get to say it? I don't know. I, who knows what it means? Your next comedian is is uh, Samoy Saza Saza. He has a funny fucking last name, and it sounds super. Samoy Saza Saza Saza. Dante Samoy Saza Saza Saza. It's you, right? Yay! My God. What is happening? You guys were all waiting for her to say the N-word, right? It was going to happen. It was definitely about to happen. Okay. I've been here two hours now, I think. Uh, I'm tripping. I just, I feel like, a, you know, you ever done acid and like at a certain point you're like, I want it to be done now. I, I don't want to be like this anymore. Okay. Here we go. Uh, my name's Joe Carl Abusaker. Uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't talk either. You know, I shouldn't say I, I suck at speaking, you know, confidently, you know what I'm talking about? Speaking confidently out in real life with words, you know, I went to a cafe the other day 
asked for a glass of coffee. I wanted to kill myself immediately. <laughs> you want a mug of juice with that, you fucking idiot? What's wrong with you? Anyway, so yeah, I can't talk either. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I'm an Arab dude. That's what that name is. I'm Arab. Boo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Arab. Uh, Abu soccer. I'm trying to get in touch with my Arab side, you know? Try to learn learn Arabic. Anyone speak Arabic in here? Yeah, it's impossible. It's an impossible. I found out you actually have to kill a Christian to learn how to speak that's actually how that's how difficult it is <laughs> can't even pronounce my last name myself you know uh arabs you know we don't have accents at all did you know that we don't have accents just being very upset all the time that's it <laughs> that's not a crescent moon on our flag all right it's a frown get it right please <laughs> and i'm from the south too from tennessee Woo! hell yeah are you from the south too you sounded like it. Yeah, it's, that's just. I'm from the south. Woo! <laughs> from rural Tennessee, myself, and I'm 31. That means I was a freshman in a new high school in the rural south, September 11th, 2001. <laughs> right, which is of course when uh, Arabs stopped being white. Do you remember we used to? We used to be white people. Be kids today, they don't believe me. But Arabs used to be white. We used to be like an off-brand Italian. Definitely <laughs> white. Anyway, I never understood, like, the, the hate either, you know, from the alt-right people. Never understood it. Listen, I've been to Texas, and I've been to Saudi Arabia. It's the same place, all right? <laughs> it's the same place. Look, they're both hot, you know, deserts. Most of the people, totally normal people, right? Just trying to get by every day. Maybe a little heavy-handed on the God issue? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Maybe at Thanksgiving and Ramadan dinner, you got an uncle with theories about Jews. Sure, it's a problem. <laughs> it's definitely a problem. <laughs> and both places have a few rich religious oil tycoons degrading women, hating gays, and wearing silly hats. It's the same place. <laughs> Stupid hat wear, both of those places, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, okay. You guys have been so polite all night too. We're just just pushing through it, right? You know. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, old country's going to shit, right? The whole country's it's ruined. We're all arguing about everything on Twitter with the president of the United States <laughs> of America. We elected a reality star to the White House. That's crazy. We elected NBC's Money Boo Boo to the White House. That's we all we all like fucking argue about everything, everything, dude. Remember, like two years ago, we the whole country shut down because we were arguing about bathrooms, bathrooms, dude. All gender bathrooms. That's hilarious. Uh, bathrooms, bathrooms. That's fucking crazy. Like. <laughs> Like, uh, remember the fucking, there was a headline, right? I remember seeing a headline online that said a half a million uh, customers boycotted Target over their trans-friendly bathrooms, you know? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They did not get a half million customers to stop shopping at Target over bathrooms. They got a half million Walmart shoppers just to keep being Walmart shoppers. Those people aren't shopping at Target, eh? 
doesn't make any sense. Can a lady who looks like a lady but was born a man use a lady's bathroom? Who gives a shit, right? Let her give a shit in that bathroom, please. <laughs> all right? No one wants to shit in a Target. You have to, all right? You have, you have to shit in a Target, all right? And you don't have time to discuss gender injury. I'm turtling right now, dude. I got to poop, all right? It's crazy. Anyway, you guys like sports? Should we talk? You guys guys like sports? I like sports, man. (laughs) I like uh, I like the culture of sports. You know, the idea if you work real hard every day, one day you know you'll be able to fuck someone with the genetics required to create a pro athlete. You know, right? It's awesome. I like baseball, you know? People say baseball is boring. It's not. Baseball's not boring, all right? Baseball players are boring. That's what it is. Go to a game. You know how you know baseball players are boring? They get walkout music, right? Adults get to choose any song they want in the world to walk out in front of thousands of people. They're all picking the same thing, right? It's all just boring, inspirational rock, rap, Motivation. You don't need motivation. You're in the big leagues, son. Have fun with it. I want to hear Pat Benatar one time, please. <laughs> Love is a battlefield. Not even the song, just audio from the music video when the dad's yelling at her, you know? You're not welcome in this house, you know? It'd be hilarious. You got a bat in your hand. Scare a pitcher. Walk out to carnival music, right? Not even carnival songs, just kaleidical noises, just flint, ding, ding, flint. You can't pitch to that. You can't. I'd walk out to NPR. I swear to God I would. I swear to God. Just bum, 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 bum. I'm Latchming Singh. That's a home run every time. You guys like soccer? I'll leave you with this. You guys like soccer? I asked that in Alabama once. I almost got shot. <laughs> They're like, "Get the fuck out of here, son!" <laughs> I like it. I I realized I didn't. I don't watch it just because no one around me watches it, right? So I started asking all my buddies, every sports fan I could find, like, "Hey, why don't we watch soccer?" Right? I got a lot of answers. The main answer was, "Because uh, soccer's fucking gay, dude." Stop saying that. That's ignorant. There's no such thing as a gay sport. Unless it's two dudes blowing each other for core work. I don't know. Like, You know what that is? That's just insecurity, right? It's insecurity because every professional soccer player is hot. They're all gorgeous dudes. Perfect hair. Stays perfect the whole game somehow. My hair gets messed up if I go for a jog. This guy's rocking a pompadour minute 90. It's ridiculous. Americans, we don't like that, right? We like our athletes to be disgusting freaks of nature, right? You know? Andrew Luck, quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Also, the hunchback of Notre Dame. He's hideous. He's an ugly person. I met Shaquille O'Neal in the first grade, and I cried for three weeks because a real-life monster shook my hand. Monsters were real immediately. Soccer players are hot, though, right? Like, What's crazy is the best soccer player in the world is also the most attractive. Who am I talking about? Okay, yeah, exactly. Neither one of y'all said you watch soccer, by the way, and just jerk off to it every night, right? Yeah. Ronaldo, he's hot. I want to fuck Ronaldo is what I'm saying. I want to have sex. It's not gay. Listen to me. Um, 
Listen, back in ancient Greece, people didn't take showers, okay? I'll give you a little history lesson. They rubbed themselves with oil, and they scraped it off, right? The ancient Greek athletes, they would rub themselves with oil, scrape it off, and bottle it. That was like their merch after the shows, all right? Which, by the way, hit me up after. Okay. Uh, I, I want to do that with Ronaldo. Basically, the idea is that you rub that filth all over you, you get the gift of the gods, right? You look like me. Be like me. I want to do that with Ronaldo, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but with his cum, I want to bathe in Ronaldo's. You know what? Soccer's gay. Soccer's actually totally gay. Thanks a lot, guys. Give it up for her. You can do it. You can do it. You have no idea how much I touched my cast balls. <laughs> you have no my cast balls are the future of soccer. They're so cute. <laughs>